Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Thanks for having us. Uh, start there with that, the budget. Uh, the one thing, as we always say, the one thing you're constitutionally compelled to do, uh, balance a budget and then pass it. Uh, and the governor says, no, he's not going to be asking for budget cuts this time around. Your your knee-jerk reaction to that? Well, you know, as you say, it's it's, it's good news that we're not having to, to look at further reductions. You know, last year uh, was a challenging budget environment, as you just heard, and and uh, there were difficult decisions to be made. Essentially, 10% across the board. Um, you know, as folks likely remember, uh, you know, we we passed a budget in March that looked very, had to end up looking very different in June after revenues came through, and and we saw how the pandemic was going to going to uh, impact uh, Georgia families and Georgia businesses, and ultimately uh, the state government. And so we had a very much pared back budget. Uh, but we were able to craft one that still funded uh, the critical needs, and we, we were able to uh, find a way to make a partnership with local, state, and federal funds on education and some other uh, issues to make sure that we were still able to fund uh, what, what, we, what we need to do. And uh, so, you know, looking forward, there are challenges ahead. You know, last year you had the CARES Act that helped make up some of that funding on the education side. You had local school systems that have revenue, uh, uh, revenue reserves. Um, that we're able to help offset some of those reductions. Um, so, we, you know, this year we're going to have to still, even with uh, no further reductions, there's still challenges. And, and I think that, um, as always, the budget is going to be uh, a top priority. As you said, it's our only constitutional requirement, and that's something – uh, that we've got to get done and get done in the right way. Uh, State Rep. Houston gains with us, and the budget will continue to be, as the economy will continue to be, impacted by our response to the coronavirus pandemic. Of course, for, for many weeks and months, there were those conversations weekly or semi-weekly. You'd talk with the heads of the local hospitals, other elected officials, to get a, a finger on the pulse of coronavirus, its, its, its impact in Athens and around the region. Uh, those conversations still taking place? If so, what are you hearing? They are still taking place. Uh, we had one, um, I want to say, a, a week or two ago. And, um, you know, what we're basically hearing is that it's a challenging situation. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's frustrating because we're, uh, we're, we're, hit, we're hitting some of the highest numbers of COVID patients. Uh, we're seeing uh, more, more difficulty than probably ever before on this front. And the reason, one, that's frustrating because of what it is, but two, we're, we're, we're so close to the end of this thing. I mean, vaccines are, are getting put in arms, and we got to get them put in arms as quickly as possible and uh, get as many folks vaccinated as possible. Um, so there's light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, but we do have uh, some more uh, challenging uh, days ahead, I'm afraid. I, I, I think that uh, this is uh, these numbers are, are high. Uh, we're seeing COVID everywhere, um, and, and so – uh, we just ask folks to be careful, you know, wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance, uh, because we've got to get through just the, I mean, I, I truly believe just the next couple months and, and, uh, and we're, we're, we're at the end of this thing. I mean, the vaccine, it's unbelievable what's been done on that front. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud that we're, we're seeing folks get vaccinated at our hospitals and heading to nursing homes. And then, uh, the, the governor and, and the public health, uh, folks have opened it up for eligibility to 65 plus and 
you know, there's been some issues in rural areas of just getting folks to, to take the vaccine. And that's a, you know, I have complete confidence in the vaccine. And when folks, when it's the time and, and you're eligible, uh, please go and get the vaccine because that's what's going to help us get back to normal um, because we've got to do everything we can to, to get back to normal for the health side and the economic side. Uh, this has just been a really challenging, as everybody knows, a really challenging year for uh, for everybody, but but we're we're I think uh, heading in the right direction here very soon. Uh, State Rep. Houston Gaines with us. <clears throat> Pardon me. Shifting gears quickly, you have an electoral history with our new District Attorney Deborah Gonzalez. Uh, of course, uh, she was in the House. You defeated her. Uh, now you're in the House. Uh, she runs for and wins the District Attorney's post, uh, the circuit that covers Clark and Ocala counties. She released uh, with the new year what she calls her Day One memo, outlining her plans for the way. Cases are going to be processed and prosecuted in that district attorney's office. Uh, there's a, a lot of a lot of calories in that, and then not time to go through all of it. But give me your initial take on what you saw, and what, if anything, might be done legislatively to address what might concern you. Well, I'll tell you, Tim, that that document was one of the most concerning things I've ever seen. To be perfectly honest, and you know, uh, as a former legislator herself, um, you know she. She is not a super legislator as a district attorney. It's a, the district attorney's job is to prosecute and to follow the law. And essentially, she's writing her own laws. And, uh, you know, to me, that's totally unacceptable. You know, when I read things that basically, uh, as I read the memo, uh, for any 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 personal use of, of drugs, you know, there's there's no uh, real consequences to that. You know, when they're looking at OR bonds, own recognizance bonds, uh, for, for even folks with uh, uh, violence against other individuals. Um, you know, again, as I read the as I read the thing, it, it's literally uh, you know her writing her own rules and her own laws for Clark and Oconee counties, and uh, that's something that I think is totally unacceptable. You know, we're seeing in, in Athens Clark County a movement for defunding the police by our local uh, local government. You know, we we're frankly we're seeing our police chief is now a finalist in a couple other cities, and and you know, uh, frankly, I I can understand. Uh, when you're seeing the response from a district attorney and you're seeing a local government uh, that, 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 you know, has no respect for our law enforcement, uh, when you're looking at defunding the police, um, and I, I suspect that movement's coming back up. So in terms of legislatively, uh, everything's on the table to try to address these challenges because uh, you can't, you know, you're going to see crime increase. You're going to see property values decrease. Uh, these are very serious issues in public safety and this area is, is a absolute top priority of mine, and I do believe that we've got to find some solutions uh, to what's being proposed uh, because it cannot stand and it cannot happen in this community because Athens, uh, Clark, Oconee, and also represent parts of Jackson and Barrow counties, we just are so fortunate to live in one of the best communities in the country, I believe, um, and we, we can't do anything to allow that to, to fall. And uh, so we're going to do everything in our power to make sure we keep our community safe, and uh, that's a top priority of mine moving forward, and uh, that's something we'll continue to prioritize. Uh, State Rep. Houston Gaines with us. I uh, should say, in reference to Deborah Gonzalez, uh, the District Attorney Deborah Gonzalez, and that much-discussed memo. Now, we've reached out, and she has a standing invitation to come on and discuss. To this point, she has not reached back. One of the things that jumped out at me as I read through that memo, uh, she talks about assessing uh, prior to sentencing or recommending sentencing. She talks about uh, assessing the cost of housing an inmate 
which is, I suppose, something that's doable. How much does it cost to feed them? How much does it cost to clothe them and medicate over a period of time? Uh, But give us that cost, she says. I would be interested in, in the cost of what we might accrue by not putting a violent offender or any offender behind bars. Well, you know, I mean, and when I when I think of this whole thing, I mean, I you know, the, the memo, I mean, I, I, I have it here next to me, actually. I just pulled it up, and, I mean, I was just thinking, in, in this whole memo, we're talking about uh, the, the criminal the whole time. I mean, how many times do we actually talk about the victim? I mean, these are victims of serious crimes, and, and we're just not even talking about the victim side of this as well. I mean, you know, I understand there's costs and there's uh, – but, but, you know, if someone – uh, has committed a violent crime, you know, we've, we've got to make sure they stay in, in jail. And uh, so, um, you know, that, that's one of the things that I was really thinking about as I read through the memo is what about the victims in our community who, who, who are dealing with these issues um, and, and have someone who, uh, you know, has been, has been attacking them? I mean, I, you know, sometimes the cost, uh, you have to, have to look at that. Uh, but, you know, when you're talking about violent crime, you know, we've got to put these individuals in jail. Uh, finally and quickly, State Rep. Houston Gaines, let's go on this one. Uh, the session starting Monday of next week. We had uh, the brief uh, portions of the session last year, you folks meeting during the COVID pandemic, the pandemic ongoing. Uh, what are you hearing, if anything, about protocols, coronavirus protocols, as you folks convene in the House? Well, it's going to look a lot like those uh, couple weeks we were there in June where folks will be spread out. Um, the, you know, folks will be wearing masks. Um, we'll be we'll be getting tested twice a week for for COVID nineteen, um, so all legislators, all legislative staff will be getting tested twice a week, um, you know through the through the saliva test, which I've never uh, never done one of those, so uh, that that'll be uh, interesting. I've had the nasal swab a few times uh, that I'm sure folks are real uh, familiar with, but uh, so you know it, it's going to be different. Um, you know, there's not going to be the page program, which is something we always really enjoy, where you have students from the community come over and page for the day. Uh, I, visitation will be limited. You know, the gallery is going to be taken up by legislators, not by uh, the public. But, the, you know, the Capitol still open. Uh, we're going to be working hard, uh, but it will look a little different. A lot of things will be done uh, likely over, over Zoom and virtual. You know, all committees and, and, and this year's subcommittees. Uh, will be will be live streamed, so it encourage folks to uh, tune in on the live streams. Reach out to us any way we can be of help, um, and and you know we stand ready to, to to help folks any way we can. And and Tim also just said, I know since she said his last question, just please get out and vote today, folks. It's election day. I know that uh, I've seen one of the things I've seen on both sides is people are uh, supporting legislation to get rid of ro- robo texts and robo calls <laughs> and uh, and all that stuff. So, uh, but. They'll finally end after today. So please get out and vote. You know, this election is truly for the future of our country. And so please get out and vote. And as he mentioned there, uh, Senator David Perdue is up next, by the way. We'll talk with him in just a couple of minutes here. State Rep. Houston Gaines, thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck with the session. Thanks so much, Tim. Take care. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.